What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Star Jobbers Podcast. I'm Cody. And I am jollier than Mick Foley on Christmas Day. That is pretty jolly, I will say. Well, I'm Holly, I'm jolly, and I'm festive! Merry Christmas to everybody. Christmas is here. I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas, and I know what you're thinking. No, we are not in the studio on Christmas. We love you, but not that much. Definitely not that much. We've got presents to open, John. I mean, I have coffee to drink while I put 10 metric pounds of uh, gift wrapping into a hefty bag as my children just, you know, enjoy themselves with all the money that I'm not spending on myself and the, you know, future just realization that I'll never own that boat. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we can dream, can't we? Why the heck would we do that? <laughs> but anyway, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't subscribed to our channel or you haven't subscribed to our podcast, why? You suck butt. Well, let's not say that. I mean... You suck turd cutter. Okay. But anyway, you should. Beef sandwiches for everyone. Go and check out... May they be rotten and full of horseradish. (laughs) Go and check out our social media. If you haven't already, we're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and we're also on YouTube where you can go and see... All of our previous commentary episodes where we've been to Hope Championship Wrestling, Solid Rock Championship Wrestling, and more recently, where we went to Guardians Legacy. And speaking of Guardians Legacy, we want to thank Skip and everybody, not just for allowing us to be here at Guardians Legacy in Panama City, but thank Skip for this lovely banner that we have at our table here now. I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that, I will say. No, I love it. I mean, I love it almost as much as I love the mirror in the morning, you know, just taking it all in. Just take a deep breath, let just, it all sink in. Just appreciate it. Just appreciate it. But anyway, thank you guys for watching and thank you guys for listening. We appreciate all your support and we hope that you have a great Christmas. And so we thought that in the spirit of Christmas that we would do something a little Christmas oriented. Mistletoe? No, we're not doing that. I love you, but not that much. Why? It's not. No, we're not going to do that. I saved that for the wife. But anyway, we thought that we would. That's all I'm saying. We thought that we would put our two brains together, and we would do our own Christmas wish list. You know, things that we would love to have, things that we'd love to see happen, and it could be anything. You know, something that would no. Don't even no. Put the scissors away. It's not happening. I'm not doing it. You said it could be anything, but nothing inappropriate. That is not going to happen. There's nothing inappropriate. It's just two fingers. It is meeting very at the inappropriate. Of the other two fingers. Nope. It's not happening. It, Put it away. It'll feel good. I Put promise. This, it's not going to feel good. My my body and my spirit would not feel good at all after this. Your body is telling you no, but your mind is telling you yes. It is saying no on both ends, John. It is not going to happen. But anyway, <laughs> I can't with you. I can't. But anyway, we thought that we'd put our Christmas list together, and you know, if you have a Christmas list of things that you want to see, or things that you're wishing for this holiday season, let us know. Share it on Facebook, share it on Instagram, let us know what you think, let us know what's on your mind. But we're going to go ahead and just get into it. Uh, John, what's the first thing on your list? Well, you already disappointed me, so alright, I'm going to get over it, it's fine. Um, so I, I made my Christmas list and, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I tried to rank it a little bit, you know, give it a little bit of a, you know, of a, of a build. So, you know, this is essentially my, you know, comfortable socks, comfortable underwear level, uh, wish list item. And that, uh, you know, right now it's for, 
you know, you know the Diamond Dave and Order sixty six. We've we've. You mean Diamond Duke? I mean Diamond Deuce. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's more befitting. Why are you giving him so much respect by calling him by the right name? Well, I mean, the we want to make sure we're mentioning the right person, so that everybody knows who exactly we're talking about. Oh, here. when he walks into a room, he's very much known. Yeah, by the smell. So, and, and and to that adage, I'd actually say for for him and for Order sixty six, if it would just it would warm my heart and soul, and it would really restore my sense of smell. If you guys could use how. Um, Toilet paper and deodorant. Yeah. Learn how to use it. Love using it. It's not expensive. It's very easy to use as well. Yeah, it's 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 gonna make a world of difference for you. Yeah. I, I agree, John. Yeah, that's a that's a good thing to start out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a giver. Yeah. We're in the giving season now. Yeah. Why I'm not happy. share the love of toiletries? I'm happy to provide you guys with it. I mean, if you tell me you'll use it, I'll go to the store tomorrow, you know, three ply even. Yeah. And so I'm a yeah. holy, I'm a high roller that way, Cody. That you are. Three ply. With my first one, it kind of ties in the same thing. You know, we've talked about Diamond Duke and Order 66 and how much of a pain in the butt they have been to us. If you've seen anything on our social media, you know that me and Diamond Duke have had disagreements, arguments about different things, and just really being a nasty individual. Mm. But one thing I would love to see, which if you've watched our YouTube channel and you've seen the match that Bill Weaver had with Order 66... You'd have seen the lovely image of El Nino being locked in a submission hold by Bill Weaver and him just tapping out. One thing I would love to see, and it's the first thing on my wish list, is to see Bill Weaver make Diamond Duke tap out. And you know, it could be any it could be in a match, it could be just in the backstage somewhere, it could even be in a restaurant. You know, it I'd I'd be happy with it anywhere. I'd take a reservation at Chili's to watch that. Well, I think Chili's may be a little too Upscale for Diamond Dew. I'm thinking maybe more of a Waffle House or a Crystals. Waffle House at 3 a.m. I'm down. All right. I'll be getting the grand. Uh, I'll be getting the uh, the Grand Slam uh, plate and watching Diamond Duke tap out like a little girl. Hash brown bowl. Sign me up for it. Now you like them smothered and covered? Oh yes. Is there any other way? Some people get them chunked. <laughs> anyway, uh, what have you got next on your list, John? Uh, the next one on my list is for you, Cody, to admit that uh, you love uh, big bumping meat matches, or just big bumping meats in general. Uh, okay, let's clarify this. Not big bumping meats in general. Occasionally, the big bumping meat matches. Yeah, you know you like big bumping meat matches. I mean, we, remember when we were talking about uh, Bronson Reed versus Gunter? Yeah, it you was a great match. You were excited about those two big bumping meats. It was a good match. It was hard hitting. Both like two behemoths going at it. Hard hitting match. It was good. If you could pick but, two big bumping meats to, to bump, what would be your two favorite meats to bump? Well, I feel like we already saw that. I mean, more recently, if you watched Ring of Honor Final Battle, you saw Shane Taylor versus Keith Lee. Probably one of the best matches I've seen between two behemoths of that size. And I would love to see more Keith Lee on AEW. I'd, I'd love to see more maybe Keith Lee. Oh, I'm trying to think of who I'd love to see him up against. You know, Keith Lee. Maybe Keith Lee versus Gunther. Keith Lee versus Gunter would be absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, another option would be uh, Keith Lee versus any of the Creed brothers. Uh, that, That'd be a good that, one too. You know, that those guys are are quite agile for their size, but at the end of the day, I or really, even I'd love to see Samoa Joe and Keith Lee. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. you go, AEW. We just got you a next match right there. Revolution twenty twenty four. It's gonna happen. 
It better happen. I'm excited. I'm thumping the table with that one, Cody. That's not... Okay, yeah, never mind. Anyway. Six to midnight. <laughs> anyway, my next thing on my list is I'm really hoping, because we're both going to get punished at some point, and John's getting his armpit waxed with duct tape when we go to the Sweat Academy, but I am for, I feel like I'm receiving the worst end of it, because yours is one and done. I'm I have getting skin tags on my arm. They're going to get torn off. I'm going to bleed. But we'll have band-aids. We'll we'll be near a hospital, You're I hope. You're just getting titty slapped. There's nothing worse. I'm getting titty slapped three times. Yeah. Exactly. So on my wish list, I am hoping that they find the scrawniest and skinniest guy to give me chops. No, nah, I'm getting Cantrell. Sort of I'm, I'm, I'm going to see if I can get Cantrell to come and do, their cho- do your chops. No, job. no. Do not get Kevin Cantrell. Cantrell rules. If you haven't seen our videos from uh, the Guardians Legacy, Kevin Cantrell went up against the Gator in a championship match, and it was a very hard-hitting match. Like I said... That guy can slap some boobies. Yeah. Uh, I'm really hoping it's not Kevin Cantrell. I really hope it's just somebody that is... Gotta starting. do it, Kev. No, please. I'll be texting you later. Please don't do it. Please. I'm sure you're busy. You've got a lot of other things to do. You don't have. You don't want to waste time giving someone like me chops in a ring somewhere. I'm sure that you've got other things to do in your with your life. No, you don't want to do it. Please don't do it. Uh, what you got next, John? So, uh, my next one is, it's really important, um, and it's for the children. No more Bronson Reed or Nia Jax wardrobe malfunctions. I can agree with that, because I think If I don't ever see another nip slip from Bronson Reed, it will be too soon. Yeah, and I agree with that. I think that's been the majority of my botches for the week, for like the past couple episodes, with Nia Jax especially. I mean, granted, there's worse things that could happen. I mean... Nia Jax is a beautiful woman. What are you giving me that look for? Who hurt you? What are you talking about? That's gross. You're gross. I didn't say what you just said. Whatever. Either way, I'd rather take the latter than Bronson Reed. Just in my opinion. (sighs) Anyways, uh, next on my list... You know, it's not like anybody's got a gun to your head and saying you got to take one or the other. You can say no to both. Either way, moving on. I don't think I can move on from that. I'm well, you're going to have to learn to do it. Anyway, next thing on our wish list, on my wish list, you know, in just a short time that we've had our YouTube channel, we've reached at least 60 subscribers right now, which I think is insane. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, we've only had it for like, what, a few months? A couple uh, months at least. A month? Not not even that. Yeah. But with just a short amount of time, we've been able to have 60 subscribers. I would love to at some point reach 500 subscribers. And it and I know it's not an outlandish goal. I know no. it can be done, and I'm hoping that it can be done. We just need a little more of this. No, we don't need any of that. Oh, I don't yeah. think anybody wants that. Or no. some of this. No, 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 no. Put it away. No more scissoring. Enough. They do not want to see scissoring. That is not going to happen. We're trying to keep this thing PG. But anyways, I would love to see our channel reach 500 subscribers at some point. But that all comes through you guys. And we thank you guys for all your support that you've given us. But, you know, share this with everybody. If you love what we're doing, even if you don't love what we're doing, share it anyway. Just be like, listen to these two idiots here. I mean, we take it with a grain of salt. But we still love doing this. 
But yeah, that's one of the things I have on my list is just, I would love to see us reach 500 subscribers. But moving over to you, John, what do you got? I want to see Enzo Amore in AEW. You're on your own with that one. I think it'd be great. You're on your own. I think that Enzo would uh, would, would come in and have some promotion. AEW's got some great wrestlers. You, you know what they're like. Exactly. They've got great wrestlers. Why why ruin it with Enzo Amore? Because they need they need characters. Like name name team tell me right now, and don't say Danhausen, because I'm gonna take that one because Danhausen's like the only good character they have that's like purely driven by by just being a character. How many great characters does AEW have that can come out and just talk? You You're know, not saying nothing, are yeah. you? Yeah. Because I was actually going to say Danhausen. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll get. I'll give it to you. I'll, they, I'll give that to you. you but need, still, they need talkers. They've got plenty of great wrestlers. They need talkers. They don't have CM Punk anymore, you know. And as as much as people want to hate on Punk, they always tune in. Same thing with Enzo. And you know how great would it be for Enzo to come in and we can reunite Enzo and Cass. I mean, I I watched uh, what was the other the other day, uh, Jericho and and Omega were making fun of, um, see in that absolute Ricky Stark for being the less in charismatic Enzo Amore. See, and that was why that was my botch. But I didn't the botch wasn't so much the promo; it was the fact that they tried to build this storyline, and then you have Kenny Omega saying that he's out indefinitely, and it's like, well, crap, where do we go from from here? Like we've already talked about, AEW doesn't know how to. They don't know how to, to pivot. They, they, they no. immediately, if something bad happens, they, they shut down and then they, they don't do anything for two or three months and then they have another idea and then it gets snake bit by injuries. Exactly. But yeah. But um, next thing on mine, this is kind of like a personal thing that I would love to see at some point, either with the Are podcast or... No, nah, trust me, this is a good thing. This is, you know, and everybody that knows me knows that I'm an Undertaker Mark and I have been from the very beginning... One thing that I He's would love coming out. I don't know what that was or what you were about to do, but aren't you coming out? No. Oh, my bad. Anyway, not sure what that was about. Anyways, one of the biggest things that I would love at some point, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but it's always something that I've always wanted to see happen is for us to have a sit down interview with the undertaker just because more recently he's at almost every single show you can think of doing all these bookings, all these signings, all these different shows where he's telling all these stories that he never could whenever he was the undertaker. That is, that is, that's a big wish, man. It is. And you know, it may never happen. Ooh, that's it, that's more lofty than than Ralphie wanting a BB gun for Christmas. It, yeah, it is. But the good thing is this, you know, never say never in the wrestling business. And we've said that before too. We never thought that CM Punk would come to WWE. And look what happened. Undertaker, we, I'll buy I'll buy you a case of Jack Daniels or uh, you know, we'll have Blanton's on. I know he's a he's a whiskey guy, so whatever we I mean, we don't have uh Oh yeah, no, we don't have the dinero to even begin. But I'm I'm a really engaging personality, and I'm a great listener. Same here. My mom tells me I'm really special. Yeah, we we all know that, John. 
But anyways, that's, yeah, that's probably my biggest wish. My biggest goal is to have that sit-down interview with The Undertaker at some point. I don't know if it'll ever happen. It may never happen. But I can only hope so. And you well, never, and it's like we said, never say never. Well, mine might be even bigger. Oh, what you got? So I would really like for AEW to complete to uh, com- to create a compelling women's division. Yeah, that's definitely a big goal because you know, and I would say that WWE is doing a much better job of that now. AEW really has nothing going on. WWE has two different women's divisions. They've got the one on Raw and they've got one on SmackDown. And they're both... I mean, I'll say Raw's not as compelling right now. See, yeah, that's the thing. SmackDown's has more of a compelling storyline. Rhea's running roughshod on that territory. And I'm really hating the Nia Jax push on Raw. Like, give me Shayna Baszler. Shayna retires Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam... And you're not gonna like you're not you're not gonna build Rhea versus Shayna when the fact of the matter is is the best match that both of those women had was an NXT against each other and now you have the opportunity for round two and then eventually a round three at WrestleMania and who are you choosing to build as your next dominant opponent for Rhea Ripley Nia I will put you on the injured list Jax exactly come on. It, it, it's garbage. It is. But at least at least there's story there. Right. AEW's got no story. And God, it's just here's you know, two people. God bless Tony it. Storm for creating a compelling, entertaining character for us to enjoy week in and week out. But who are we gonna see her challenge that we care about? And guess what? It's not Rio. And it's not any of these other stupid women who have absolutely no character or personality and really aren't that great in the ring. Like, they go, oh, they're amazing. In the-. No, they're really not. They botch every match I've ever seen. Like, give me some actual women with some actual talent. I mean, I'm waiting for Mercedes to make her debut if she's going to make it. But you know what? You already got Paige. Why is Paige, like, why haven't I seen Paige for, for weeks? I mean, is she injured? Am I not aware of, of something? Well, I mean, like we said before, this is being pre-recorded, so we're going to be out of touch with what's going on. But Rio is going to face Soraya for the right to face Tony Storm at um, what's, what's the next upcoming event they've got? World's End, World's, World's Collide, Zen, whatever World's it is. End, yeah, I, but but Rio. I mean, who we cares? get it. She's, I mean, she we get it. She's a former. Pounds. I mean, we get it. She's a former champion. She should have never. Been, she should have never been a champion. Like the only reason I was happy when Rio won, it was so that the the hermaphrodite didn't win. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a second to realize who you were talking about, but yeah, the one with a wiener. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's PG. <laughs> it is the one but... with the ballpark Frank. Okay. I think we get it. We know who you're talking about there, John. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. AEW needs to create more compelling storylines with the women's division. Yeah. And they have done they have, a there's horrible plenty job of female, with that. There is plenty of female talent. They're just not using it. And where's Britt Baker? I don't even know. Which I think that's going to kind of play into the whole devil storyline. Oh, you think? Oh, okay. You're going You're going. See, that's why I'm th- See, that's why I say I think that Adam Cole is the devil. And I think that Britt Baker's going to tie into one of those masked people or something like that. But either way, 
they they need to create more compelling storylines with the women's division. This I completely agree. I with haven't that. seen a masked character who has mounds on top. But anyway, so my next thing on my list is to see the elite finally choose what their role is in the company. Because I'm sick and tired of them either being on the creative side and being wrestlers or putting themselves in things. Either be an EVP or be a wrestler. Choose one and stick with it. If you're going to be a wrestler, then wrestle. Let somebody else take creative control because obviously you're not doing that great of a job with it. Or be an EVP and let people do their job and let people get over that need to get over. Let people give opportunities that haven't gotten opportunities. But pick one and stick with it. Stop trying to put yourself in. Because the one thing that really ticked me off was whenever it was the four pillars in the Fatal 4-Way match. And that was not the main event. Yeah. It was billed as the main event to start with. But then, lo and behold, you have a double main event, which I think is the stupidest. There's no such thing as a double main event. You have one match that is the main event. Absolutely. That's the way it needs to be, and that's the way it needs to stay. Then you have Kenny Omega and all of his friends doing this, was it Stadium Stampede or Anarchy in the Arena, whatever it was. The world's longest intro. It was ridiculous. They, they played Wild Thing for like 10 straight minutes. That's why I hate that song now. That's why it always annoys me. And Bill Weaver, I know you're listening. Do not send me any more clips of that song. It is annoying. Listen, I get tired it was, of it. It was cool in Major League Two. But not, it's not nineteen eighty. It's not the nineteen eighties anymore, and that exactly. song doesn't need to be played for ten straight minutes while you guys are um, doing Lord knows what. And then, of course, there was the exploding shoe. That was probably the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I'm sure a lot of people were shot like oh, the shoe blew up. Whoop de freaking do! It was. It was. It was terrible. No, it, it's I, a glorified I, I spot fest is all it is. I definitely would like to see the Bucks and them just kind of go back to being wrestlers, not having any kind of control, creative control or book control. Um, you know, it's very well known right now that Daniel Bryan is doing a lot of uh, producing and booking in the back, and he's doing good stuff. Yeah. Um, do I do I think that he's the be all end all? No, I really don't. Honestly, I don't ever think that. A true wrestler's wrestler will ever be a great booker, no, because they're always going to kind of be one-sided towards the the match itself, and not necessarily the story or the context that gives that match teeth. I mean, some of our some of our you know your best writers are people who are not in the business, right? You know, like they 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 come in, you know, uh, they Brian, come in, they see the characters. Brian Gewurz, you know, to me is is one of the best writers and creative uh, minds uh, you know in the last 30 years of professional wrestling he was never a worker right um so i i'd like to i'd like to see the the bucks kind of yeah just kind of go back to being you know older talent mentoring the younger talent working to actually get the younger talent over that would be really nice yeah when when you actually have your older talent working to get your younger talent over um it it's it just it's builds a tried and, true system and you continue works. to build, but yeah, that that's just another thing I've got on my wish list. Uh, what you got? So my next one I have is uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing Cody finish the story. Yes. Um. Hopefully he does this time. 
if he doesn't this time, it's he's not going to. No, he's never going to. Um, no, I, I think Cody's going to finish the story. I'm looking forward to the end of the reign of Roman. Um, not that I don't like the work that Roman has done. I, I do actually, you know, I've never been a big fan of Roman Reigns. But the high, the you know, the tribal chief storyline and everything they've done since he came back and had Paul Heyman with him, I think has been great. But the juice is is gone. It's run its course. It's it's done. Um, they probably could have ended it a little sooner and and really, you know, that would have been more climactic. Um, at this point, it, it's all but written. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing the change. I'm looking forward to the you know having a title back in actual contention and having a a champion who will be more present. Appreciate you, Roman. A plus for effort. See you down the road. Exactly. Um, my next thing on mine is you know with the CM Punk and Seth Rollins rivalry that is building, it's going to happen and it's going to continue to build. I really want to see CM Punk and Seth Rollins night one WrestleMania main event. I, I think I have that on my list as well too. So we'll just kind of go in with that. But no, I hundred percent agree with you. Um, CM Punk deserves to main event WrestleMania. Absolutely, he does. And I really, really, you know, we're we're recording this, you know, ahead of time. So I'm not sure what's you know at this point we don't know exactly what's happened in the last week or so. But I, I really hope they continue to let the realism of the rivalry between Punk and Rollins to, to breathe. So, I mean, I, I, I loved Seth Rollins' promo. Yes, because it's the promo that we've all been wanting mm-hmm. to see for months. Because well, Seth Rollins has voiced his opinion on CM Punk on numerous occasions. And Seth, what's interesting, you know, it's like Seth had that same similar promo um, with Cody when Cody came in. And it was the, you left. You left. You did something else. Now you're coming back here because the grass isn't greener on the other side like right. you thought it was. And he's given the kind of the same you know promo to, to Punk. You know, Seth, Seth Rollins is electing himself to be the the gatekeeper and the uh i guess the the banner you know the the one to hold the the banner for wwe right and i think that he deserves that i mean he's he's been with the companies for a long time now i mean he came from roh over to you know florida championship which became nxt you know he was an nxt champion and then he came in with the shield. He's done all the things that he's done, you know, what, since, what was that, 2010, 2011? Rough, 2000? Yeah, roughly around that time. And so, I mean, he's been with the company for a long time. He, you know, he has he has definitely carried the company for a long time. I mean, when I remember when he won the world title for the first time and, you know, WWE, when Raw, you know, Raw first went to three hours, it was like, I, I think a good hour and a half was Seth Rollins. Yes, definitely. Um he 100% has the right to hold that banner. But there would be no banner to hold if it wasn't for the pipe bomb. Exactly. It, uh, it all started from the pipe bomb. Um, and, you know, it's funny to me, like Seth Rollins kind of followed in CM Punk's footsteps to get where he's at. And and he's he's had less he's had less obstacles to get over than CM. CM Punk had to be in ECW on sci-fi. 
Right. <laughs> like, CM Punk paid his dues in WWE, I would say, a lot more than Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins well, there's no question. Seth Rollins came in the WWE with the Shield and was over since day one. And then, like, you know, got... You Triple know, H knew that he was going to be the guy. Yeah. He knew that Seth Rollins was going to be the one that was going to catapult CM them. CM Punk had to fight to be the guy. Yeah. He had to prove Vince wrong over and over and over again to be the guy. Exactly. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm waiting. I, I'm looking forward to Punk's retort. I'm looking forward to future conversations. And like I said, I'm, I really hope that they don't hold back. I really hope they don't try to, you know... Like water it down. Water or make it down. It, I want, yeah, I don't want it, water it down, please. I want it turned up to 11. And I want, I want them to go at each other. You know, this needs to be like... Uh, you know, this needs to be like a really good, uh, you know, uh, marriage counseling where they you just come out at each other and you, you unleash the bag. Exactly. And then by the end of the time, by the end of it, all of this, by the end of WrestleMania, they're beaten, they're bloody, they've said everything there is to say, and by the end of it, there's a there's going to be a respect. Yes, definitely. That's the story I want to see because because that's a real story. It is. Um, and you know, Seth Rollins has every right to be mad. CM Punk has every right to be indignant as well, too. Exactly. At the end of the day, they're both angry. They're both frustrated because they love the business and because they've always wanted to move the business forward. They just may have di had different ideas about how that gets done. Right. Yeah. Um, so to kind of round out our wish list here, just a couple more things we've got on here. Uh, another one that I have is for AEW to have some good storylines besides just MJF and the Devil segment. <laughs> you know, we kind of talked about that with the women's division. You know, we they had the potential to do great storylines with the women, but also with the men's section as well, because the only thing we've seen for the past, what, month or two is this whole Continental Classic tournament or whatever it is. Or I don't even know if you call it a tournament. I don't know what you would call it, but it's, it's a just it's a tournament. It it's definitely a ripoff of the Bound for Glory tournament that right. the, that TNA used to have. Uh, I, I think they may still have it, but um, definitely when TNA was you know on Spike and and was you know readily easy, easily available for people to watch, they did the Bound for Glory tournament where it's it's the same point system and everything where there's. You know, certain points for 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 pens versus uh, submissions. Right. You know, disqualifications, countouts, things like that. And then at see what what they did right in TNA was at Bound for Glory. You know, at Bound for Glory, the winner of that tournament faced the champion. Exactly. Um, With this, you've got everybody trying to fight for three titles to be the holder of three titles. It's like. Why? Because you've already got the Ring of Honor World Championship, the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship, and then a new title that's going to be introduced on top of, what, 17 other titles that they have in AEW right now? Yeah, and I just don't... And it, I, it makes no sense. Need, they don't need to introduce a new title. No. When they already have other titles that still need to get over. They need to introduce talent that's not being recognized. That's yeah. the biggest thing they need to introduce above all things because you've got great talent that's in this tournament right now that's not being utilized. All you're doing is just giving them all these different matches with different people. Granted, the matches are good, but well, it's like, what's the point? Well, no, There's nothing to fight for. Case in point of the stupidity of this, they booked... Um, they've got wrestlers that have literally already been mathematically eliminated from contention and they're still going they're still fighting yeah so what's the point i mean you got jay lethal and mark briscoe who've already been eliminated yeah. from it and it's like what, what's the point why do you keep them in it why do you keep it going 
There's no hope of them winning it. I, I don't know. But yeah, that's just another thing I've got on there. But uh, what do you want to end on with your list, John? No. No. Nope. It's not going to happen. Not not going to happen. Well, if that's not going to happen, then can we please have no more super kick parties? Yes. I I would be happy with that. I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, no more super kick parties. I'm sick and tired of my favorite wrestler's finishing move uh, basically at this point being the equivalent of a clothesline. Or a DDT. Or a DDT. I mean, yeah, because remember, I, I think I shared the video with you. I don't know if it was just an episode of a podcast or if they were just talking through Zoom, but it was Triple H, Undertaker, and Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels jokingly made the comment saying, at least everybody in the business is making sure that my finish is still protected. <laughs> and, of course, yeah, he had Triple H and Undertaker dying laughing, and then the Undertaker made the comment, like, your finish right now comes right after the lockup. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Sean's finisher is just as effective as a uh, as a chop. Exactly, it it has no value. It's watered down to where if you do it, but you never see anybody win a match from it. No, well then when you see someone win a match from it, you're like, wait, what? It's like, wait a minute. Like, doesn't uh, it usually I'm, take like five or six of these? I mean, I'm supposed to believe that the Usos can win a match with a super kick when they gave like 19 of them and. In the course of the match, right. Uh, at the same time, like four different wrestlers can give the same wrestler uh, a super kick, and that wrestler doesn't even go to his knees. Right. See, that's why I always love uh, whenever the Dudley Boys would do their finishing move, the three D, and nobody kicked out of it for years because they protected the finish. It mm. was, it they protected it so well that nobody expected anyone to kick out of it, and then because I mean. Whenever Undertaker was in the match with them, they even said to him, "Like, dude, if you if this is if you want to do it, you can, you have full license and authority to do it because you're Undertaker." And he said, "No, mm-hmm. keep protect the finish." And the only time that it ever had the first time it ever happened was Impact Wrestling or TNA at the time, and it was Dudley Boys or Team 3D in Impact versus the Motor City Machine Guns. It wasn't the right time for anybody to kick out. It it wasn't, but at the same time, it was that shock of like wait a minute did they really just do that because i think it was mike tenay and don west that was on commentary for that and mike tenay was in complete shock like wait a minute did they really just happen because he knew nobody ever kicked out of it yeah no and i you know and and i've talked about this before you know i'm I'm a big i'm a big fan of making finishers special and making things count you know and we talked about it on uh, one of our recent episodes uh you know ray scott hall razor ramon not only did nobody ever kick out of the Razor's Edge, but Scott didn't even use the Razor's Edge in every match. Right. Like, he used the Razor's Edge to finish off big opponents in big matches. He didn't use the Razor's Edge to finish a squash opponent no. in a squash match. No. He didn't need it. No, he didn't need it. He could, he could be, you know, beat a squash opponent with, you know, uh, with a fallaway slam or something like that. Or if you're MJF, a headlock takeover. But um, at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, it's it's really frustrating for you know any move, not just the super kick. Like I could even get on the role of the Canadian Destroyer, you know, yeah. just you know, ten fifteen years ago, the Canadian Destroyer was. You watch that move, and you're thinking, "There's no way that that opponent does not have some kind of 
you know, head or spinal trauma. Exactly. It's and like now you see you see guys taking Canadian destroyers, and then three minutes later they're up giving super kicks. So yeah, no more super kick parties anymore. Make moves matter. Exactly. And to round out my wish list, you know, during this holiday season, there's a lot of things going on, not just in professional wrestling, but outside of the realm of professional wrestling. But my last wish, and this goes for everybody, is that everybody has a safe and wonderful Christmas. I hope that you all enjoy spending time with your family and friends. Enjoy spending time watching professional wrestling if there's anything going on. And I'm sure there will be because, I mean, it's Monday. Monday Night Raw, I'm sure, will be going on. But God bless uh, us, everyone, Tiny Tim. Hey, not wrong I being in the Christmas spirit. I just want everybody to love everybody and, and to just have wonderful feelings. Isn't that the fat chick in Mean Girls who wasn't supposed to be there? Scrooge over here. Trying to hate on my Christmas spirit. Bah humbug. Exactly. But all of that to say... We wish all of you a very Merry Christmas. Thank you all for listening. Like we said before, go check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Go check out all of our stuff on YouTube because more content will be coming and a new season will be coming before you know it. But as we always say, thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas. But as always, keep it five stars. <laughs>